Welcome to Tanks Up, the podcast about beer and video games. I'm Ben, here with Lucy. I'm not your friend. Ooh. <laughs> Brutes. <laughs> Shouldn't make assumptions here. That's true. Yeah. Very true. And with another person, Adam. I'm a person? I thought we were making no assumptions. Assumption. God damn it. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's uh, episode 232. Uh, no assumptions being made. That is the number. That's factual. That's how many episodes we've had. Um, we're going to talk about beers because we're going to drink them. We're definitely going to do that. And we're going to talk about games because I've got games to talk about. I'm not assuming anything for anybody else. Aren't you, though? Let's open some beers. Adam, have you got a beer? Oh, I have those beers. Good. Um, my first beer is from Newberg Brewing Company. It's a brown ale, their version Ooh. of an English classic, 4.5%. Uh, um, in in Newberg is, by the way, in... Um, oh, farge. Sorry. Uh, I forgot to change the gay, the thing on um, Twitch, so I just got a blink in my head that like, we're, we're apparently playing Genshin Impact. Not we talk are. show. Um, <laughs> we're all anime. Yeah, we're all tell? anime. Um, yes. I'm have just going to quickly got change anime that. Filters for uh, for this year, have we? Sorry, we haven't got anime filters for our faces. No. On uh, I'm hundred percent anime. I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> uh, cool. I have updated the thing. It should okay. say different thing now. What was I saying? It's 4.5%. Uh, Newberg is in New York, uh, and it's, uh, their brown ale is featuring rich flavors of chocolate, toffee, and roasted coffee. Our brown ale pays homage mm. to generations of British brewers who perfected this t- style. Cheers! Exclamation point. And in this case, it feels very performative, the cheers. Okay. It's also <laughs> it's a really, like, graphic designer's either wet dream or nightmare, depending on their view of minimalism and busyness because it there's a lot going on but it's like oh it's like gridded and not quite i don't know it's an interesting looking tin mm. it says brown in very big letters so just so you know yeah <laughs> good what do you have you crack that one what do i me oh me um i am drinking uh a new beer from Good Chemistry. Oh. Uh, called Pure Optimism. It is a session IPA, 4.2%. Yeah, they've started canning now. Um, mm. They've got their own canning machine. Well, they were canning before, were, but they've yeah. got their own canning machine now. Right. So, um, canning down at the brewery. Uh, this says some of the stuff Senosilicaphobia um, is the fear of an empty glass. Oh. I didn't know that. Can't even oh. say the word. Uh, this goes. This is paired with hopefulness, thankfulness, and resilience. The stats are OG 1.044, FG 1.012, 36 IBUs. Comes in a 440ml can. It's a little, maybe a little bit more turquoise than the um, 
screen is showing. That shows it's sort of quite white on silver. Mm. It's got a little bit of a hint of blue to it as well. Uh, there is a little bit of flavour text. Packed full of mosaic, citra and cascade to deliver a pithy burst of juicy flavour and aroma. Today is looking like a great day. Uh, and as always, they've got their... What do you call that? Percentage wheel on yeah. the front. Um, 94% hoppiness, 27% maltiness, 34% bitterness, and 52% sweetness. I'm going to get this one cracked. Open. Right there. Cool. Lucy, mm. drinking with us this week? Have you got a I, beer to, I, I, to I have, have no beer. I have, I have a one from Burning Soul, which I've had already, and it's... Oh, okay. So... Not, not it's warm, did you say? Yes, it hasn't oh. been in the fridge. No, next week should be the time. <laughs> if I don't just... Well, I, I ordered something from Honest Brew this week. Uh, hopefully mm. I won't just smash all those cans into my face <laughs> before next week. As so. soon as it turns up. Yeah. Just, just yeah. on the floor from all of the cans. <laughs> <laughs> Good. We'll come back to you then, Adol. How's the beer? Uh, it is brown. <laughs> uh, it's actually quite yes. cola-colored, so it's a little mm. like it's a bit translucent. You can sort of see at the bottom of the glass. Obviously, it's still really dark, but the the light does shine through, uh, and it's got a very small amount of head, but the lacing is reasonably there. Quite quick to drop. It's four point five percent, so that kind of makes sense. Um. On the pour, I was getting the roasted coffee notes. Uh, on the nose, I'm getting those, but also uh, quite a bit of sweetness. So like it hits sweet first, and then that the roasted stuff that sort of I noticed on the pour come out afterwards. Really nice, uh, soft, like not in your face nose, but just like a little delicate, to I guess toffee coffee. Uh, but I would more say like sweet coffee. I'm not getting quite the toffiness, mm. just sort of a more raw sweetness. Nice. Um, mm. Nice. Yeah, it's it's really pleasant. Um, and yeah, like I guess more roasted coffee, roasted coffee-ish than roasted uh, than coffee straight. Mm. Mm. Yeah, That's so I'm definitely get those roasted flavors, um, mm -hmm. and that sweetness is there a little bit at the beginning, and it lingers at the end, which is kind of nice. Um, it doesn't. Uh, um, it's mostly roasted, and I think it. It's the roasted and sweetness that they suggest as toffee, but I'm not really getting them melding together like like a toffee taste. It's more like, oh, it's sweet and roasted. I guess toffee's a note. Like, I feel like it's the bits of a toffee note, but not the actual note, if that makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it's quite thin, despite having the sort of... Th um, thicker, more robust tasting notes and sort of the notes of a darker ale. It's still quite thin in the mouthfeel, but it does linger quite a bit. And it's that roasted um, finish that's really quite nice. It means I'm actually enjoying it more after I have it than during, if that makes sense. Because when I have it in my mouth, yeah. it's like, well, yeah, there's, first of all, there's a bit of a mishmash of, of those um, roasted and coffee notes, etc. And it's thin and it's like, okay, that was like a quaff. And then afterwards, everything kind of settles out, and then it, it really sort of lingers on the tongue in a great, luxurious way. And again, not like luxurious as in like 
mouthfeel or texture, but luxurious and just like, oh, those notes are separating really well and elongated. And like, it's really, it's really nice. And especially on a dreary day like today, it's kind of like, ah, oh, yes. Mm. Mm -hmm. This is what I would want to end the day with in the same way I would want like a piping hot quality kind of chocolatey roasted um, fruity coffee in the morning. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Good. Also, it's like, it is kind of funny to think, oh yeah, this is what the, the new world thinks of English people make brown ales like. It's like, nah, we ne we brown ales are ra rarely, if ever, this like nuanced coffee, toffee, roasted mm -hmm. thing. That's sort mm -hmm. of more in the dark beer territory, not the brown ale territory, at least in my experience. Um, so like, like this is quite a bit more in that sort of the things that we like wax on about um with respect to why we like sort of like porters for example or stabs mm -hmm. it's it's much more in that category than sort of a solid brown. british brown which i'm okay with but it's just kind of funny that this is their like yeah homage to the generations who've abandoned if ever had done this mm. yeah good yeah okay once once we as you say luxuriate on mm. enjoy good so, the um, what's it called pure optimism, pure optimism in good chemistry. Nice light nose, definitely a lot of fruit coming in through there. It was um, had a had a really big head, which has dissipated hmm. really really quickly. Um, but it's a little hazy. There's just a little bit of light bleed through that glass. Not a huge amount. But you can just sort of see uh, when putting it in front of the light, um, the, the the solid shape of my finger behind. Um, it's got a lovely, lovely light nose. A little sweetness. I know it's a little sweetness on the um, percentage wheel. Hmm. It's a nice sweet nose. Ooh, ooh, that's easy. It does kick through with that nice pithy bitterness as well. That kicks in straight away, as well as maybe a little bit of orange, maybe a little bit of lemon in there as well. Definitely some citrus kicking in. Mm. Have another big swig. It's got a nice level of carbonation to it, which is pushing that bitterness mm. through as well. So it's not a beer where kind of all the flavors unfold as you drink it. You're sort of presented with everything, and things um, pair back a little bit. So you're hit in the face with kind of everything, all of the flavors. Then the bitterness dials back just that little bit to allow those fruity flavors to come through slightly. It's then picked up a little bit by kind of this, there is this sort of maltiness hiding in the background, which kind of sits there with that, uh, that fruity sort of citrus flavor as well. It's a hard one to sort of say what that is, but there's just something giving it a little bit of a, a lift, a little bit of a push behind there. It's almost a bit like in the aftertaste. What is that like fizzy orange drink? Tango? It's Panta? No, no. It's like Orangina? Kind of Orangina, that's it. I almost said Orangina because yes. I used to say that because yes. I was a clever boy when I was in middle school. <laughs> also, it's not very common in um, North America, so saying it didn't mm -hmm. actually get many reference jokes. You're like, what are you saying, yeah. you nuts? <laughs> <laughs> and then um, they didn't even know what that this, meant either. This, 
Well, this doesn't have um, a huge amount of sweetness in the flavour. So whilst it's got those fruit notes kind of in the middle, hmm. it's not as sweet as the nose would suggest it's going to be. It definitely is a bit more pithy. has that bitterness to it. As I say, the bitterness dials back a little, allows those fruits to come through, and then it ends in this kind of nice, multi pithy finish. So everything kind of comes together again at the end but a lot uh you know dial back so the business just goes and then the fruits are there and then they come back down and it all just sits very nicely um for that finish Mm -hmm. the bitterness and that pithiness on the end lasts quite a long time i think the fruitiness is fading um quite quickly on the finish which is making me think oh i'd like a little bit more of that place Mm. I'm definitely reaching for it because I want to, because I want to refresh just that middle taste in there. But it works very well. It's a very nice beer. Um, it was only 4.2%. So it is a session IPA, hmm. I suppose. Um, yeah, very, very easy. Very drinkable. Nice. So I'm going to continue on with this. Uh, and we can talk about whatever everybody wants to this week. Uh, Adol, why don't we start with you? this week we rarely do yeah but i mean so one of the (laughs) people who've known me uh for long will not be surprised but uh one of the ways we get me uh, to get me to actually play games is to put it on a schedule window of time because that's the only time (laughs) i do anything ever apparently (laughs) uh and so now that i do the regular stream on tuesday afternoons for a couple hours i play at least one game Mm mm-hmm and guess what? This week I played at least one game. <laughs> and by that I mean at most what also one game. game. <laughs> That's actually what not is true. One game? Uh, oh. I did a couple weeks ago start restart because I was bored but wanted to use my phone for something other than Facebook Adventure Capitalism, which I beat on the PC. Mm-hmm. And I have rebeat that on um, oh, Android. Uh, that's all three nice. planets. Uh, boy, I forgot how quick Mars was compared to the moon. And I think they've changed some things. They definitely added other things. But that's it's an idle game that you check in every once in a while and go, ha, 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 ha. Um, mm-hmm. So that game, if you want more information, go to episode... <laughs> uh, and you'll find out more when I talked about it years and years ago. I remember that. It was definitely a while ago, yeah. Oh, I think I lived in the facts back then. <laughs> Maybe after, maybe. maybe right, maybe right when I moved back. Who knows? Uh, who no cares? Worries. There's no way of knowing. It's an idle game. Anyway, what I did play that I was going to talk about, but of course I've managed to talk around, um, is uh, I heard some, uh, so there's been some buzz about this new JRPG style, uh, well, anime style RPG from a Chinese company called uh, Genshin Impact, and it's based on the a lot of these mobile uh, gacha type uh, RPGs where you, you know, at some point you will roll the dice in a lottery type machine and get uh, like I pay and I buy ten things and I get ten items and. Hopefully one of them is the thing I'm looking for, and rares, and bad, you know, percentages, and all the things we hate about mobile games, um, but are very popular. This, like, I mean, the Fire Emblem 
mobile game, which was very popular, um, is a gacha game as well, right? It's you unlock your new characters and you have to upgrade mm. them by getting more versions of them or smashing heroes into oblivion to upgrade your hero, that type of thing. I'm not explaining yep. it well, but I think everyone's probably familiar with the idea of basically your web, your hero has gear and your hero, your team, uh, and that gear gets upgraded via um, getting low quality things and basically distilling them into higher quality things so you're always sort of trying to grind that but also trying to unlock the nice gears so that you can grind everything else up and put it into the nice gear and the heroes are the same so you have like three star heroes five star heroes etc uh and this game is that type but i read an article on pc gamer and a couple other people are saying this is surprisingly not predatory which is hmm. weird um and that's why i was like wait what <laughs> um, and so uh, I played a couple hours today uh, it's probably too few to really tell just because it's one of the things about the mobile games is they know that they might only grind you out for a few like a little bit of time unless you're a whale so all of those mechanics and also you attend I do mobile games shorter periods of time bursts all those mechanics are quite um, in your face immediately and this actually took probably about an hour of like plot and me fucking around because that's what I do um to sort of finally hit oh okay now i see what how these mechanics will show up um and it's basically uh, i'm assuming plot points and drops for two types of wishes that you wish um for gear or characters specifically or just generically basically i think so so like there's two different like a premium one and a not so premium one but it's not clear how you how you acquire them because i kind of just got them through random chests i think um but so far uh there's i've got i've got three characters and there's clearly some elemental balancing for fighting but also part of it is like some of the gear is like um um within 10 seconds of switching uh anyone affected by pyro i.e fire damage ongoing um is double damage or whatever so clearly there it's like okay so it's setting things up for actual strategic action play so rather than things like fire emblem and not most of these mobile games where it's like i'm i just need to have a good well party for the types of enemies going on so that i can attack the wheat the wider guys with my fire guys or or sorry the ice guys with my fire guys you know that type of thing it yeah, seems yeah, like yeah. some of this it's, there was a lot of there was a lot of countering yeah. in sort of fire emblem with specific characters yeah and so yeah. they definitely have that because some of the bad guys the enemies are like elementally weak or strong but also it seems like there's a like because you're only ever running one character at a time but you can take i think up to four although only have three so it's hard to tell um i think part of it is that you like it's like doing your own kind of rotation of I'm going to start with my ranged person, switch to my ranged fire person, switch to my wind person who's got some quick attacks, and then I've got a finisher who, like, what the, like, one of the great swords that I unlocked was, like, if someone has, like, is hit with an elemental, like, de debuff, essentially, um, th this is, this thing will do a lot of damage right away. So it seems kind of like the path is ranged quick fighter heavy finisher just because of sort of the stats that i'm seeing um and like gear has like uh like there's the adventures guild gear where if you have anyone who has two of those gets a bonus h a thousand hp and you start with 900 and then there's also four pieces of adventuring gear gives you a bigger bonus as well and then there's 
So like it's clearly very customizable, but probably getting the right customizable things will take some grinding. And obviously, if mm-hmm. you like the gear, you're gonna have to then find more gear just to you know distill into upgrading that one piece that you really like. And so there's some strategy and grinding around that. But so far, I've all the fights I've had were I mean, there's a couple of spots where like I have to think strategically because I'm level five and I want to take on this level 14 guy, this level 12 guy and this level four guy who are together. And yeah, it, 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 I can definitely see how the combat will grow, especially with the switching. Um, but I haven't needed I haven't found under leveled. But again, it's hard to tell because like I just the first dungeon type thing is right when I stopped playing. Uh, just because I could have started in, but you know, I was getting a bit of streamer fatigue, and I was like, "Okay, I've been here for two two hours." I noticed I'm just staring mm. at game and not talking. I'll just stop. <laughs> um, um, Lucy, Lucy, and I um, both popped into the stream uh, uh, during your kind of your two hours, so we know roughly what it looks like. Uh, but for, maybe for the listeners, um, can you kind of um, just explain the? The style of gameplay, because uh, I know it's kind of like I know it's like an action, like a third-person action game. But you were doing a few different kind of combat moves, and yeah, that's there's fair. Some light sort of platforming to it as well. Yeah. So one of the things I really like, it's very inspired by Breath of the Wild as far as um, mm. um, movement, because you have stamina, which includes jumping, swimming, running and climbing mountains and trees and buildings and so like you i like kind of took some weird shortcuts and found some chests because i was like that's a cliff i have cl- climbing skills off the bat let's go see and i like unlocked a sword that i got like an hour later from plot and i was like oh so i think also some of my mm. early fights were really easy because i went exploring and mm. got like an upgrade well before it even explained to me how to switch things um which i kind of i, I like that they purposely put that there to sort of reward you because you felt like ah well this is kind of easy and then you get that sword as a reward later on as a quest you're like aha because i beat the system um but yeah so it's basically like uh left click is attack um then you have e and q E is like a quick spell and q is like you build up as you kill enemies you like get essentially magic orbs and they fill up your meter and then you do this big heavy attack and each of your characters will as they kill things will accrue uh into their q meter as i was calling it to fill up the little q bubble which means um like i so that really tough fight that was like a level 17 14 and a four or whatever i can't remember the exact numbers but like there was someone who was like over 12 levels of mine and i try i hit him a couple times with a with an arrow and i was like this isn't doing much but I knew I had two characters that had their whole, like, thing ready. So it's like, ah, fuck it, I'll just dump it all into them. And they all died. Um, and it's very much like your each character has an element, and, like, this is like an elemental blast, essentially. Um, but that does mean in order to be able to do that type of, like, oh, I'll do a big fire damage, then a big wind damage, and they'll all probably be dead, means I have had yeah. to have fought and killed things with both of them enough, right? Which I kind of like, which means you yeah. can't just... Cause, right when i first got the ranged character it's like ah headshots matter on most of these enemies cool i can kind of do some kiting and sort of see the limits and that's when i learned also like the aggro range of these like it's very much like an mmo i would say in the sense of like there you've got this open world you go you you know you can 
you can sort of pull one enemy from a group if you're lucky, but you'll probably aggro a bunch. But also, if you just run away, they'll stop and go back, and then their health will refill. And you could be like, I'm okay. Um, I like, uh, there's food and crafting on the other side, so there's a lot of gathering mechanics as well. And that's because you don't auto-heal. I'm assuming there'll probably be okay. characters with healing, because there was, like, incoming heals by 20% bonuses. But, um... Uh, what I did skip, uh, because I was too busy talking about mechanics, yeah, so, so again, you have these sort of basic moveset of left-click and then sort of quick spell and big spell. And then, and then obviously, the numbers to switch between characters. Uh, the ranged character also has R, which goes into ranged mode, which just keeps you zoomed in um, mm. and will automatically... So, the, oh, the other thing is holding left-click does, like, a charge. So if you just tap it, you'll do a quick... Holding it will do a charge, and obviously the longer you hold it, the better, so to speak. Uh, and so with the ranged character, it just automatically goes start to charge, start to charge as soon as you fire um, when you're in ranged mode, which means kind of nice because you can be like, okay, it's, it's like done the charge up, now I'll hit attack, and it'll I can go hit, hit the head of that guy. And then I can just sort of keep scanning its head as it moves. And then as soon as I have the um, the moment where it's like done charging up, I, can hit, I just can click attack again rather than holding attack and tracking them when I'm not in charged mode. And the other thing is, if you get hit when you're not in ranged mode, you stop charging. And that doesn't happen when you're in zoomed-in rangy mode, which is an interesting okay. sort of mm -hmm. thing. I don't know if you take more damage. I didn't sort of get a chance to, like, figure that out. Um, and then the, like, the big broadsword person I only had for, like, essentially one and a half fights but their charged mode is continuous and they just spin with their giant sword um, <laughs> until you run out of stamina so it's like okay. smack start spinning and then fuck you all <laughs> but of course get, starting that move it leaves you pretty open yeah. like it's like the, the difference between smack and I'm about to spin is like I'm about to get messed up yeah. With the when you were sort of zoomed in and they hit you and it took you out of that zoom. No, so you don't get mode. taken out when you're zoomed in. You do if you're just have, aiming. Right. Yeah. And would it have if, would have you been interrupted if you'd have been doing that big charge oh. move and doing that big spin and someone would have hit you? Would that have just stopped it? I, yeah, I haven't had a chance to figure it out. I assume it'll be mm -hmm. something like that. Just otherwise, it seems pretty op. Yeah, like, I I noticed that when you were hitting enemies, they were being interrupted from the from their attacks as well so you know even if they were kind of coming in or getting ready for something as soon as you were hitting them they were kind of hit, you know lurching back um had you know having been hit yeah so what i liked about um, the hitboxes and stuff is like there are like like humanoids have head vulnerability so like with the ranged character if you keep hitting the head it'll knock them on their ass which means if it's one or two people, there's no point playing anyone else because I'm just like at range, hit you in the head, you get up, I'm almost fully charged, you take a step toward me, I hit you in the head again. Like as long as I'm accurate, mm -hmm. I'm going to kill you before you get near me because I haven't even had to take a step back yet to kite you, right? Um, but one of the later enemies was the like better version of the, the goblin type orky guy uh, and they have a uh, shield and they go mm -hmm. like this and they cover all but the very top of their head and so, like, I was trying to figure out distance parabolas. Like, I got the achievement of smacking someone in the head from long distance because I got better at, like, aiming high, basically. 
Um, but there's, in fact, another achievement of really far headshot, <laughs> uh, I found out. Um, but yeah, so, so like it's got some depth to it, and I'm really hopeful about um, it not being grindy, because the storyline is... Oh yeah, so the thing I skipped. The art style is anime-ass anime. Mm. It is... So the, the landscapes and stuff are very Breath of the Wild, but all the characters are just kind of cel-shaded anime people. Um, and the plot is also very anime-ass anime. You and your brother are from some outside world, and you found yourself here. And then a god came and was like, I'm going to stop the irrigation of humanity, which I think they mean, like, the growth of arrogance? I'm not familiar. Dude, the, that, like, character... The the beginning of that game was a bunch of like this is wordy, tropey, weird bullshit, and then they shrunk your your. So then, what's nice is like so you've got these two characters, a uh, male and a female, that are apparently brother and sister, and they're going to attack this god person, and then it stops and says pick one, and then you pick one and you give him a name, and then it puts the other one in a yellow cube, and then you get trapped in a bunch of red cubes and then it fast forwards to you've been looking for your brother who is taken by this god and you now have this weird fairy girl who hangs around with you and talks in the third person about herself which was anime yeah the most annoying thing but luckily it it tones down once you meet other characters but i was like please for the love of god stop saying paimon likes this oh yes (laughs) um but yeah, so so it, it's it, yeah, it was fun, uh, and it it's kind of it's been a while. So like FF Seven Remake was too new and good to scratch the silly RPG itch that I've had mm. for a while. Um, like I was, I've been thinking uh, kind of idly of like, ah, oh, maybe I'll go replay FF Six or something. Just do that old school JRPG type feeling thing. And I'm like, ah, this came out. Let me try this. We try and do new games on the Tuesday stream, but I'll go back to this. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I, I'm also I'm I'm hoping to report back with a few more hours and to see like actually like next week I can tell you if it's real bad, <laughs> like if, like <laughs> if the gotcha stuff really does come in handy. But it it sounds like there's real plot coming, and I'd be curious how they're planning on keeping the game going so that people pay them while also having a real plot because like. The way they get away with these on the mobile versions, mobile games like this, is that the plot's kind of meh. Um, and the plot here is, like I said, you, you're looking for your brother, and then you go to a town, and there's a dragon, and you seem to have more magic power than people normally do at your age or, you are or the standing. Chosen one. Mm. But are you a chosen one, or are you just from the chosen place? Look at that trope slightly differently. Mm. Um, but yeah, so so... It, it's like, yeah, it's very tropey JRPG standard, but also those things have a path, and it's like, okay, you can't just extend it indefinitely. Like, it could just be kind of an epic. There's like, they've already mentioned seven statues, although I found a couple of them, but also oh, yeah. several nations. And so it might be that looking for your brother takes you through all the nations, but again, if it, like, so that could, it could just, like, drum you out based on tedious, like, filler. Kind of like, kind of like yeah. one of those shonen like Dragon Ball Z style animes that are just like, or like Naruto, like we're just it's like 
this is just going on for too long and nothing's really regressing and there's the same plot element from episode five is still somehow there on episode 317 um but i'm curious to see and and uh yeah i i enjoyed it by a chinese developer yeah yeah do you know the name have they done any whatever else have they done oh that's very good i found found that earlier um me hoyo limited okay uh they've done genshin impact uh, honkai impact third honkai impact three yeah uh and then and then a couple of games um, i don't know in, what any of these are to be honest but um... no so so genshin impact um i didn't realize so i had a quick look on because um, i know it's available on like everything including yeah android uh, ios well? yeah including oh, android okay and as I was sort of scrolling through the the listing on the on the store, I did come across a review. Like there's there's a lot of very good reviews for this, but one of them only gives two stars, and it says the game is absolutely beautiful. The soundtrack is amazing. The graphics and gameplay are great. Unfortunately, ninety nine percent of people won't be able to play as their favorite characters unless they spend hundreds of dollars. It's almost impossible to get the best characters and weapons. Draw rates are stupid low and prices are super high. If you guys make this system more reasonable, I'll even spend some money on the game to support it. But currently, it's out of question. Not the question, but out of question. Yeah. Um, Interesting. And uh, this, it, yeah. it kind of led me to think, well, this guy's talking about favourite characters. How do you... Ha- Is that just from playing the game? But it's actually a manga. So oh. they've taken an existing IP... So the characters that you're coming up against, I assume, are within the manga, which is what is going to keep people perhaps sticking around longer. Right. You know, fans of that will play it, I guess, to unlock the characters that they want. And if it is a very slow um, slow draw on those characters and getting them and getting them leveled up to be able to use them, mm-hmm. then that's kind of the, the gacha element to keep mm. people Pod. there and playing. That because makes a lot of sense because, yeah. like, mangas are built to be kind of never-ending. So if they're just... <laughs> I just quickly went to the website and there are 13 chapters into the manga. Um, wow. So okay. it's quite possible that, like, that's the now plot. expand on this, you know, with more characters. Yeah, because, I mean, I know little to nothing about the Chinese market. It's huge. Like, mm. the biggest games in the world are, like, you know, stuff sometimes solely played in China that yeah. I've never heard of. Tencent is the biggest, you know, company video game company in the world at this point. Yeah. But so I imagine like their previous titles have done well. But it's it's an interesting like collision of genres in that you know the gacha thing, but having this big sprawling. Is it like open world? Because I've seen you know comparisons to breath of the wild it has it got like that open world go anywhere structure to it or is it just simply oh this very much evokes the the cell shaded look i I think it's a little bit i mean i could go a lot of places and i kind of i kept wandering away and then realized oh i'm getting so i mean first thing i did was go away from the initial thing and then die three times in the water figuring out how you don't regenerate you can't regenerate your stamina in the water so mm-hmm. if you have got to the point where turning around, you don't have enough stamina, stamina, you might as well just hit sprint and die. Like, yeah. you just can't fix that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's why I died before. Well, yeah. I die here. And then I found out you could fish by swimming really quickly at fish and hitting collect. But then I went too far and died. Um, <laughs> you know, usual Adil nonsense. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I mean, 
I and like I definitely went off the beaten path and like that's when I found some of this level 15 stuff um was I'm just like I'm gonna go here it's like cool I can kill these guys with some mild fighting strategy neat I guess I should go back to the plot um in a way that I think I would have pushed those limits if I wasn't like on stream uh mm. but um what I don't think it quite does the Breath of the Wild, Breath of Wildness, because that's really just wander around for the sake of exploration. And you'll find things that you'll win more ability to finally beat Ganon with, for the most part. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a few spots where it's like, yeah, plot. Uh, but other than that, no. But this is this has a plot. You just... It has a sh more of a structure than... Yeah, so, like, so I, I put it more in the JRPG category of, yeah, it's open world and you can wander and there's going to be cool things, but you're following okay. the plot. And maybe that'll yeah. change after this chunk, but I don't. I doubt it. I think it's mostly the art style and like the the things that like you have a stamina meter. There's probably good ways of increasing it, but right now I can just walk anywhere and climb up a mountain or climb up a building and see what's yeah. on top of that. I think okay. that sort of open traversal is the same, but not mm. the the joyous exploration being the kind of only way to just play the game is why Breath of the Wild was so cool. Is there like um, like online multiplayer? Can you play with your friends or something? There's a co-op mode that I don't know how it works. Um, I, I I suspect I'm too early in the game, but I just I, I thought maybe I'd get some prompts or some info from all the you know usual info dumps, but nope. Yeah, it's just, it's just interesting, like um, like intersection of like that pay model versus that you know very AAA kind of open world you know it looks like it doesn't look like a cheap game like the assets and everything mm. like that and it looks like a lot of care went into it so yeah it's just interesting mm -hmm. um, can't can't really like um, think of any like facsimiles to something like this like anyone's like this free to play games but those are usually just like online multiplayer um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. supposed. I mean, I I mean, the the few reviews that I saw were like, um, yeah, the the gotcha stuff seems really meh. Like, does mm -hmm. isn't needed to progress through the game. I guess is the key. Um, yeah, but and there's a and and there's a lot of stuff in the world. Thing, yeah, that's a fearful thing with something of this structure, like a you know extensive open world game. Not knowing until like very end game if you need to spend money. That's that's mm. that's an issue. Like, well, that's sort um, of even yeah. even if they, you know, publish drop rates and stuff like that. If they're not forthcoming about, you know, oh, <laughs> to to really defeat this end boss, you can grind as much as you want. But if you're gonna need to spend money, then that's yeah. I mean, that's uh, crappy. I mean, it's Whereas impossible. Whereas a mobile game, you know, immediately yeah. most of the time. Yeah, so they've published the drop rates, um, and but no one has said anything like that. Although I am super curious about, I'll have to look into the negative reviews now that it's been out for a few days and weeks. Like this is why I kind of wanted to just see what it is. But also with mm -hmm. a free game, if you're getting like, you know, so, some of these people said they play quite a bit of it. Like if you're getting twenty hours out of it, and then you're like, ah, uh, absolutely, it's kind of okay. It, it sucks if you don't get the end of the story, but like the. The story is interesting, but it's also tropey ass anime stuff. So, like, I like that stuff. I want to see the end. But if I enjoy myself yeah. and like go through, I mean, I'm not defending the idea of like 
no, that means they get yeah. to make you pay for the ending. But I also think that even you if it is that, it's your, not your the, quote unquote money's worth. If yeah. you, if it's free thing, invested time with it, and you've enjoyed it, fair enough. I think but, just that like completionist in me is just like oh yeah, uh, and this is me saying it, who, like. Uh, but mm. I, I think, well, maybe I've turned a corner on the knowing that I'm a, a, a poor completionist. And by that, I mean, I need to stop being one. Um, but I think, I guess what I'm saying is like, yeah, that's a definitely something to look out for. And like, it, to be honest, if I heard that was the case, I would probably lose the urge to play more if I'm like mm -hmm. honest. But I do think that like, I've played some of these mobile games and it's just, just for the kind of, I want to play a grindy kind of I'm bored game. Uh, and the plot wasn't as good, and the the actual combat was okay. And within a few days of like really short like burst playing, I'd be like, okay, well, I guess I'm just supposed to grind here. Uh, and the fact that people have played significant hours or saying that the game keeps going is is just interesting and and and, and laudable to this extent. But you're right, like at some point they're they're, I guess the thing is at some point their model has to kick in. But I wonder if it's just using the people who are really fans of certain characters as whales yeah. rather than using Hopefully. everyone as minnows. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, which sucks still, but it's a model. And, like, they've got to make is. money somehow. Got to make money, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so something that you'll return to, maybe something we'll get an update on. Yeah. Uh, on a later episode or, or another stream, possibly. Um, dependent on how you're kind of finding it, I suppose, and if you you know you need that scheduled time to find some. Well, so I think I think Tuesdays to, to are con going to consist continue being new games that out of lives are looking at, but I might do off time mm -hmm. streams. We'll see. Yeah, or, or just play a game nice. because I feel like playing a game and don't want to and don't need to feel <laughs> guilty about it. Yes, definitely. That's the thing that you should do. Um, Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, talking of possible updates on that game I have an update on a game I've been playing which I'll be very brief on and we'll move on to our second beer of the evening uh, so I've continued with Crusader Kings 3 Ooh. and oh, I want to play this it's, so, it's such a deep game so deep, so much stuff to do so many things going on Like I'm on my third character oh damn um, not third game, yeah. third character within the same right. game. You mean so you part of this is third in your lineage? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So part of this is that you, um, even if your character dies, you can just then play as his heir or her heir. You know, you you become that character to take on the the line of succession. A lot of the time, you retain the titles that that character had, um, but interestingly you're kind of reset with a lot of things such as um, people's opinions of you so you might not then have an alliance with with somebody because you've become the, the son and actually the alliance was with that character's I don't know someone and you're not not that you're not related to that other person mm. but you don't have that like direct contact to then benefit from the alliance that they had with someone else so I've had a point where um, my second character, who started off as a bit of a prick, to be honest. Wasn't a fan. And um, turned it around. I liked the I liked the character kind of towards the end. I think it because it made some moves kind of against the character that I was. 
during that playthrough. I had him in a negative light. So then I'm like, okay, well, he's trying to expand his empire. Everyone's trying to do that. They're trying to gain a foothold and all these sorts of things. So playing through as his character, got to a really good place. And I'm like, right, uh, I think he's going to live, you know, a little while. I think he's going to be really good and he's going to have this really long sort of reign. And then he died roughly at the same age as his father died. You know, I'd become king of Jerusalem. I'd done... Um, you went managed for, to do hold that. on, you went from the Duke of Dorset the to Duke like the of king Dorset, of mate. Jerusalem. So the second, the second, yeah, the second character became the king of Jerusalem. Wow. Um, okay. Yep. That's quite a... Uh, it's, through, it's because I, I contributed really well during a holy war. And yeah. the, my beneficiary of that became the king over there. And then I inherited the title, I think. I think that's how it came about. Hmm. Um, but um, that character then died, I think, of a, a similar age that his father died, in his mid-50s. Um, I then old. became the third character. Hmm. Well, the third character lasted even longer. And I'd done a load of stuff with that character. I then became king of England as well. So rather than it being England, it was called, it was the Kingdom of Jerusalem. Nice. Um, I don't know whether it's because that was the first title I had, and mm. then everything under that just becomes part of Jerusalem. Pro- essentially. Probably, so yeah. When you zoomed right out on the map, England just said Jerusalem across it, which is, cool. you know, every gammon's worst fucking nightmare. <laughs> um but uh, I thought it was very, very funny. Um, had a, I had a lot of then vassals who controlled duchies and counties and things, which were both, um, well, were, were Anglo-Saxon, were Norman, were English, but were also from a lot of those uh, Middle Eastern areas as well, because they'd been brought in into the area of Jerusalem, and then I'd kind of, they'd moved about a little bit. But anyway, this character lived and lived and lived and lived and died a death very old. Um, I can't remember how. I think he became obese and he died of obesity. Um, he lived a good many, life then. Too many feasts. I'm yeah. always feasting, uh, hosting feasts. Man, I want a feast. Good way to. It's a good way mm-hmm. to raise the opinion of people. Um, but I had a lot of expansion with this character. And I, uh, once he died, I then became um, his heir. But unfortunately, I'd made another character a bit too powerful. And oh. what happened? And so his, so he, he had two sons. One of which was my heir. The other of which I had granted titles to. Because part of this is, uh, if your family, if you have so many members of your family which have titles, you can become like. You know your your dynasty can become like amazing sort of thing, and you get bonuses for those sorts of things. Uh, but and it's this, this is the place where I've exited the game for the moment. Um, I retained the kingdom of Jerusalem, mm. but the brother then has become the king of England, and my income, the levies, and my army that I can call on has been halved. And I'm like, oh shit! How how can I? Kill him. Now I need to have some kind of plot against my brother to take yeah. over the kingdom of England. Or again. you make your, you make some cousins mate. <laughs> well, you can do. That. Oh, I'm aware. That's what people I mean, did. That's how I know it's a, a a move you can do. It's not something I have done so far. Yeah, um, you're not but, playing it right. Okay. Then. Yeah. <laughs> no one's. 
no one's eaten each other. <laughs> yeah. There's 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 no inbreeding. There's no vampires anywhere. I mean, the... it's just not. Are there actually vampires in the game? I don't think so. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, wait for the mod. So this is also pre-mods, right? Crusader King Probably, 2 yeah. had a, a very healthy modding community from what I understand. So I can't wait till <laughs> it gets bonkers. <laughs> does, does Game Pass allow mods? I think it might on some games. Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think on some games they may allow Hopefully. it. Hopefully. But... I can see I can see that it having yeah. a bit of a, you know, like a resurgence. If there was something like a a Game of Thrones mod or some kind of like big fantasy mm -hmm. epic IP that had been modded into this. I can see that absolutely getting, you know, giving new life to, to that game. But um, yeah. one thing I didn't, one thing I haven't done, but that I've. Uh, <laughs> 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 that cat is just. does not want to come in. Perius even just wandered straight through. He's like, hey, mm -hmm. bye. <laughs> Oh, not like last week when he was screaming the hat, just the shouting at me continuously. I know, ridiculous. howling. Um, <laughs> yes, one one thing um, I have read that you can do, but I haven't done. Yes, uh, is that at any point during a game you can switch characters, so you're not tied in to the character That's that cool. you are hmm. or their heirs. I could suddenly become a character halfway across the world, really, nice. and just start playing as them in the in the world that I have been part of. So it's not a new game; you can just cut to it. And I read this because what was it? Where did I read this? Somewhere was giving me um, tips. Essentially, I had a quick uh, search for some tips when I started the game, and it, um, it it came up saying, you know, you could just kind of start a war with someone switch to that other yeah. person and surrender and I'm like mm, is that is that kind of playing the game or is it just cheesing the system I mean it's both to, uh, I mean, it's a game play it the way you want but yeah it does yeah. seem it, yeah. it seems like kind of the worse than save scumming in my opinion like just like I mean yeah play the game you want but like it, it's like cheat codes I guess it's just doing things that the game apparently like the code allows but doesn't seem like the regular set of rules the game is designed around yes yeah and i i think um I, again something i haven't explored but i think there are cheats for this uh, and again i only know this because uh lucy you you put me on to microsoft rewards um a couple mm -hmm. of weeks ago now and um Part of that is Microsoft, you get points for doing certain things. So using the Edge browser and using Bing to search gives you points. So I basically just typed in Crusader Kings 3, search, and then pressed space after it, auto-filled the first thing, auto-filled the next thing, auto-filled mm. the next thing, just to get those search points up. Ben, you just go on the keyboard. It, it, is, it is what I have done several times. I mean, I was very petty <laughs> in the first couple of days, and I was just searching PlayStation first-party games and developers. Oh, you fanboy. Things like that. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm like... Fuck you, Microsoft. Let's get some points based upon these search results for all these other what things. What is going on? Um, you're hilarious, Ben. I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. It's dumb. Um, I've but, got a yeah, Sony so... TV, and I'm just going to put a big... I'm going to print out a 
big X on it, and I'm not going to watch anything, just a big green X. I'm going to only watch things through the big green X on my it's where, it's where you then It's where you then print out, you know, on A3 bits of paper a big X and just put them in shops on all of the Sony TVs. <laughs> yes. just, just go to go to Curry's and put them on all of the Sony TVs, just this big Xbox logo. Yes. Um, <laughs> to own What was I saying? Sony what did I say? Like, oh, yeah, cheats. Um, but it, it, it's made me realise, like, at what point did I kind of... When did I stop playing games? Not... Not for fun, because I'm still having fun. But at what point did I kind of think this is the experience I want to have? Like, and I haven't used cheats for years in mm. games. You know, they don't always exist in, in a lot of games these days. But when they do, I very rarely actually use them. And I, I don't know what point I just went, nah, not going to do that. Thanks. That's not the kind of fun I want to have. Mm. And I become uptight. Maybe when I had a child. Nah. I don't know. Well, I think I think a lot of the reason why I stopped using cheats is because it disables achievements, and that's um... yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. Well, that's fair. Um, quick question. Mm. So I'm currently downloading Crusader Kings Free. Um, is this yes, a game you that you can play in like small bursts? Just do, or is it like medium I've bursts, got... small bursts, twelve bursts? Uh, <laughs> You can, yeah, yeah. You, you absolutely can. I Wait, think. Does it have turns? Um, like... No, it doesn't have turns. It is, it is just a continuous uh, yeah. time running along. You can pause it. You can set the speed of the time. So okay. for the start of the game, I think I had it on a, on second or third speed quite a lot, mm -hmm. and third was roughly kind of how fast I was playing it. I, I liked how quickly notifications were popping up. I could take things in. I understood what different things were. Now I'm a little bit more au fait with what's going on and the systems and what sort of notifications mean. I'm playing a lot on the fourth speed. Okay. And then when I'm in combat um, or I'm at war and I'm um, you know, besieging a town, mm -hmm. I'm playing it in, in the highest speed. Because right. besieging a town takes months. Right. Um, so I'm just like... And, and generally, if I'm at war with someone... I'm kind of not really thinking about the other things. I think maybe there's a little bit of nuance that I'm missing there, that actually whilst that's going on, there's a lot of other stuff I could be doing, but I'm mm. focusing a little bit more on the on the warfare. And actually, if I was playing it through at a slower speed, I might be doing lots of other stuff. But things take years in this yeah. game. You know, you want to construct some buildings in a town to uh, improve the wealth and the tax that you get. That might take three years. Upgrading them might take something like 20, 21 months. Uh, you know, it's not a game where things happen quickly, yeah. but you could absolutely play it in short bursts. Lucy. Okay. You could go, right, I've got, I've got 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. I'll set some stuff up. I'll understand what's going on. I'll have a look. Brilliant. I can just increase the speed a little bit, let some time pass, get these things done. Uh, you know, try and befriend someone that takes time. Murder plots, uh, you know, trying to uh, uh, decisions and things like that have certain time uh, extents on them. So you could play it in a short burst, put it down, come back to it. You're going to be in the same place. Okay. Uh, can I can I just... hire an aid to just be like Lucy here? Just click a button, and I'll do it. And... I mean, I don't want to think about anything I mean, other than probably, eating babies. Probably, <laughs> I just want to get to the stage <laughs> where I have children in a dungeon. <laughs> I would imagine Google Crusader Th Kings Three yes. cannibalism, mm -hmm. and it will tell you the best characters to start with. 
Cannibal, cannibalism speedrun. <laughs> so one of the one of the weird things about this game was um, suddenly I was clicking through characters and it said this person uh, had some issue with me. Like who the fuck is this? I'm gonna kill so I click on the character mm. and she's just naked. Okay. <laughs> like. What was it, Lady Godiva? No, um, and I clicked through, and her daughter was then naked, and her husband was naked. Oh, and supposedly it was a part of uh, part of the religion that they had become part of. To be naked meant that you you shed your clothes, so they were all just naked. This this religion sounds cool. I would be like, I'll bring you in. You know, let's join forces. (laughs) You lot seem cool. She dragged me to her bosom. Oh, she okay. soothed me with her sweet Stop it. religious Stop it. tomes. I thought, I thought um, this was in the anime so, <laughs> section of uh, Genshin Impact, but you know, definitely, definitely oh. proportioned like a human, not like an anime character. <laughs> I think. Um, right, that's mm. my Crusader Kings three update. I, who knows whether I will have murdered my brother by the time we get yeah. together again next week? Who, yeah, who knows? We'll see. Um, Let's open some more beers. Adam. Yes. What's your second beer this week? Uh, my second beer is this beer. It is uh, the Spree Coast IPA. It's a West Coast IPA from Lemke, Berlin. Um, 6.9%. Uh, yeah, West, 6.9% West Coast IPA uh, from... Uh, Berlin-based um, brewery uh, that they've been around. Lemke has been around since 1999. Uh, a West Coast IPA made in Berlin, as harsh as the Belgian char... Ber- Belgian, good lord, Adil. Let's try that again. A West Coast IPA made in <laughs> Berlin, as harsh as the Berlin charm, as relaxed as a summer's day on the spray. Uh, dry, juicy, and slender, with refreshing tangerine and citrus flavors. A light, malt body mm. carries the dominant bitterness and leads into a grapefruit bitter finale. It comes in a bottle. It appears to be on a coast. It's a ship in the sea with a bee on the sail. Yeah, a bee, like a A like a like a bee for Berlin. Oh, I guess buzzing bee. Yeah, no. Uh, And I would pour it if I knew what I did. Ah. Apparently, I was fidgeting with the uh, bottle opener and then put it away. But luckily, away is within arm's reach. Um, so while I nice. pour this, what do you got there, Ben? Um, I have a beer from Equilibrium. Mm. Uh, from New York. You should have coordinated, perhaps. Um, I went to the bottle shop, and uh, I went to the bottle shop today, and they just had a drop of lots of American beers. Mm. So I thought I would try this. It is a. Uh, it's called Dreamweave Inception Batch. No, I was going to say batch three, but it's not three. It's a one. It just has a little bit of white around it, making it uh, look slightly odd. But it is a double IPA. 8%. It tells me it's one pint, Uh which uh, doesn't give me in mils, because American pints are different. Right. Uh, What are they, 500 mil an American pint? Something like that. Maybe. Uh, This says on the tin, there's no flavor text. Um... It has the American government warnings. It says, help us ensure cold chain. Purchase cold, trade cold, keep cold. If it's not cold, ask why. I have no idea whether this would have been kept cold on the boat, Mm. plane, 
or bicycle or however it was brought over from, uh, from America. Cold when I bought it. Cold now. Went straight in my fridge. Uh, but yeah, it's got a lovely can. Uh, I'll show you. Oh, wow. I like that. Dreamwave Inception. Oh, I feel like I've traveled through time seeing that. <laughs> a little bit cartoony, but yeah, it's definitely got that element to it. Uh, I'm going to pour. Adol, we'll come back to you. Yeah, so we've got quite a nice bubbly, um, slightly translucent. You can see right through it. You can see my thumb, um, but it is slight slight haze. It's not completely clear. It's not like a, like a fresh pilsner. Uh, nice amount of head, uh, slow lacing as well, as you can see. Um, it smells really crisp and slightly um, light, sort of sweet citrus and a bit a bit of, I would say, floralness, but I don't know, maybe that's just the flavor text yelling back in my mm -hmm. head. Um, it's really quite refreshing. It's like, it's like a zippy... Um, quite nose like again that sort of sweet citrus and floralness is, is what hits you first and then a lightly malty a note um, at the end of the the nose mm -hmm. ooh so that 6.9% is great because it coats the tongue uh, I have a feeling nice. I might have to re-report back just because of the lingering I did the 6.9 after the 4.5, but I did the florally, citrusy one after the coffee, toffee one. Yeah, <laughs> rolled the dice on that one. So I think I might, it might develop, but I really like it. Um, why I say this is because um, it finishes um, sort of very much like a bittery um, citrus. Sort of, um, and if it's not a very long taste curve, it's quite compact, but it's finishing kind of with a bit of a roasted back end, which I think is just lingering taste in my mouth. I just, I think so. yeah. So this is why I was like, ah, no, that's probably not an accurate note. So this is why I think I might have to come back, but that's fair. Allow the other one to uh, to disappear mm -hmm. a little bit more. So I'll take some swishy sips. Um, Nice. The sweetness uh, is there, and I, I think it mentioned tangerine and grapefruit, and I'm getting those uh, kind of alternating, actually. So there's a bit of... It starts very much like a like a, a bit of a sweet, fragrant um, start in the IPA, uh, and then it finishes quite grapefruity, but then there's just the tangerine kind of swoops in near the mm -hmm. sort of end of the taste, the beginning, like right at the beginning of the finish. is like, oh, but actually remember this, which is kind of nice intertwining of... Um, bitter and sweet citrus, um, but it's kind of hard to tell what's going on there just because I still have some coffee notes. So oh, yeah, um, I'll we'll just leave it there to be short, and then maybe at the end of the beer, like when we do the wrap up, because that'll be the end anyway. I might say say my final thoughts on it. Sure. Cool. Okay. So the Dreamweave Inception from Equilibrium. Uh, again, my camera. I don't know what's going on with my camera. Oh, there it is. It changed color. <laughs> uh, it's a little more orange than it's sort of showing on the um, on the screen, but it is. It's just a thick block of liquid. There's no light getting through that. There's no color difference through that. Even holding it up to the light, light does not come through this whatsoever. Um, like the um, Pure Optimism from Good Chem, it did have a frothy head as well. 
which I'm glad about. I'm glad that these cans uh, over from the States are fresh. I don't know. There's no dates uh, on them. Oh, no. No, there is. Hmm? Contains lactose. Oh. 082620. So the 26th of August 2020 is the hmm. canning date? Hmm. Maybe? I hope it's not the best before date. Um, didn't have much on the nose. Mm. But there's a lot of flavour in there. A load of flavour. Ooh. Ooh. It's very, very smooth. Ridiculously smooth. Mm-hmm. Almost. Um, almost like fruit juicy kind of smooth, you know. Not uh, not a lighter kind of um, sweeter orange juice, but something that's maybe kind of like a pineapple mango, one of those kind of tropical fruit right. smoothie oh. um, sort of uh, drinks almost. And then the lactose in there is probably just, is that giving that it maybe a little bit, yeah, giving it a little bit extra and making it maybe a little bit more viscous, a little bit smoother perhaps going down. But there's some very interesting, very good flavours going on in this, but also something just in the background which is quite sort of distracting a little bit odd mm, what are those fruits um durian. there's a little bit of sweetness maybe it's like a little bit a little bit of like papaya or something mm. like that in there definitely some big tropical notes a little bit of mango as well perhaps but as i said in the background there is this and it's kind of on the back of my, on the roof, right at the back of my mouth, and right on the tip of my tongue as well. It's not quite a metallic tinge to it, right. but it's just something that's a little bit off. It's not quite um, aspartame kind of there. It's not quite metallic-y. There's just right. something that's maybe just a little bit of a... Like a, a like a dulled sweetness that kind of, you know, it should be sweet, but it's just edged back a little bit, hmm. um, a little bit of a, a slightly sour sweetness to it, yeah. which doesn't put me off the beer at all. It's nice. It just it it's it's, it's just there. there. Yeah. It's kind of Ooh, yeah yeah. It's, it's odd that it's mm. just pushed itself. And, and is, is, is presenting itself over the top of all of these other big flavours that yeah. are going on. Oh yeah, that can be distracting. Hmm. If it is minimal. Mm. I mean, it's it is because it kind oh, of dear. it it kicked in um, like at the end of the flavour, but as that is now kind of on my palate, when I've then mm. sipped it, it is coming through straight away and is renewing straight away as well with that flavor i mean it's not it's not bad it's not uh mm. it's not a horrible flavor it just feels like it shouldn't be there yeah stream just died oh yeah bum, bum, bum. sorry you were just wrapping up your beer and i was like ah, i'm like the stream's dying but that's okay who can finish the spear for the thing yeah Exactly. Technical issues and dancing aside, uh, I have finished my beer, so we, 
Thank you, Lucy. I'm sorry. Uh, we started. So we can, <laughs> so we can move on. And um, I'm going to talk about another game. But uh, there might be dancing during my talking. Okay. Who knows? Uh, but I'm only going to give my kind of initial impressions. It's a game that released today, on uh, Tuesday. Oh, it's called the Solitaire Conspiracy. It is the new Bithel Games short. Short. Oh, short. And I thought it was short. It's not replayable? Short. Okay. I'll, I'll, I think by short. Okay. So, they, they um, I I've been playing solitaire for thirty years, Ben. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, and sometimes I it's not that short. I wonder whether they mean <laughs> development period. Maybe. Um, I don't know because quarantine, uh, subsurface circular, hmm. and quarantine circular. Were what both, a name these uh, days, by also, the way. Also. <laughs> were also both um, shorts mm-hmm. as well, as opposed to like John Wick Hex, which mm-hmm. is a long. not. It's just a it's just a game by yes, a, a long Bithel Games long. It just came along. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna only gonna give my initial impressions on the Solitaire Conspiracy. Yep. Came out uh, today, which is Tuesday when we're recording, and I've got up I think to level eight. Um, there's something that happens at level nine. Um, which they very much said in their emails and stuff. Please don't spoil the game. I haven't got to that point yet, so I can't spoil it anyway. <laughs> uh, but I think I'm going to put out, maybe write something up, full review or something, because there's mm-hmm. a few different game modes with this. Currently, I'm only playing through the campaign. Okay. Um, but there are a couple of different modes um, to kind of explore, and it's a different way to kind of play solitaire. Mm-hmm. So the, um, the game itself is solitaire. You are um, stacking cards in order on a board, right? But it's not classic solitaire where um, uh, the you're stacking cards kind of at the top and everything is uh, presented in um, descending um, stacks of cards and you, you can only use some of the one on the bottom of those. The board is stacked a little bit differently. So... Where you place your um, where you place your decks of cards or your suits of cards are in the middle, and this then presents um, the different stacks on either side. So you've got four spaces in the middle, yeah. which is where you put your cards, and then it stacks cards on either side, and they obviously uh, stack out. You you see all of the cards up front, so you know exactly where all of the different cards are when the board uh, starts. Because there's no un- so there's unlike, no covered unlike, cards. Exactly, no covered oh, wow. cards at all. And rather than suits, it is um, crews. So part of the like Tom and story Penelope? behind this. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> uh, Terry. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, worth it. Dumb joke, but uh, worth it. Definitely. Definitely Terry. I'm pretty sure that's how he spells it. So. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, uh, crews each have different powers. So charisma. Uh, as you're playing through, there's kind Spanish. of like power cards that you can use to do different stuff. Not damage. No. Um, you're oh, playing through sorry. this kind of this story. You're you're brought in as this. Um, what are you? You're like kind of this hacker, like pro at something and you're brought in to help Mm. (laughs) you're brought in to help uh, Greg Miller of Kind of Funny who's not called Greg Miller within this 
um, um, visualize yeah. it and his face yeah, yeah, yeah. just came off and I was like, okay. Um, so you're brought in to help Greg Miller kind of mm. get control back of the spy agency that he works for. And all of these crews work for this agency. And this character called Solitaire has brought down their system. And you're working to level up enough that you can gain access back to it. Right. right. And um, each of the crews, as I say, have different kind of abilities. Uh, and kind of the cool thing about this is that it is only the um, sort of the royal cards which have these abilities. So Jack, Queen and King have the same ability, but for their crew. So one crew might um, shuffle all of the cards on that space. Mm. Uh, one crew might stack all of the cards from highest card down to lowest. You know, uh, different things which might allow you to take the highest card off and put it in a space and then stack them on all of the other um, stacks of cards to get the lowest card. One of the crews will pull out the next card required to go into the center from the, um, the, from the card that you put it on. Yeah, exactly. So if you, you take that card and you put it on house X, it will pull out the next card required, which is really useful if you've got to pull an ace or a really low card out. Right. And it's it, it, it kind of uh, rewards you for doing these things sort of efficiently. Mm. So you're leveling up. So each mission that you go on will present you with either different crews to take with you, and you might only have to take three. So you've only got to find three sets of cards. Uh, you might have to take four. You know, the early ones start out with two. Um, and I don't know whether you go into, say, Mission A, you're presented with three missions, you go into Mission A, and the cards will always present themselves exactly the same for Mission A. But obviously, the way that you play might give you bonus experience at the end, and I think that that is based on the amount of moves that you take. There's no time in, um, in the campaign with this. It's basically just counting up the moves that you take. So if you're like, well... I can put this card on this stack, put this card on this stack, put this card on this stack, put this card on this stack. That's four moves before you can pull the card out that you need. Right. Or it might be one move if you can use a special card to pull it out sort of straight away. So there's a little bit of strategy to this as well. Uh, and I'm finding that it's really good to play in like short bursts. Mm -hmm. So I'll play maybe like three missions. I'm like, brilliant. I can go and play Crusader Kings 3 or I can make dinner. I can right. do something else and then come back to it really easily because it's very familiar. Like the mechanics to this, everyone will understand and know and pick up really easily. And it's just a nice kind of kind of puzzle game. Yeah. It's very strategic in kind of how you're looking to do things. You know, I think, you know, I've been sat in bed and I'll play a Sudoku or something like that. And there's been a couple of other games where I've gone, oh, this is a fun puzzle game, which has kind of taken my attention away from sort of, you know, bigger stuff. A, a, a nonogram game or a Sudoku or something like that. Right. And actually, this kind of, the Solitaire Conspiracy kind of throws its hat into that sort of ring. It's like, well, play this. Instead of all of those other games, you can play Solitaire. You understand that. You know that game. It's a pretty quick thing to run through. But we've given it a little bit of a twist. There's different things that you can do, different strategies that you can employ to kind of play this. And so far, I'm intrigued in where the story goes. It's written very well. Greg Miller does a very good job at, uh, at kind of keeping you entertained 
and playing a character. Uh, I think it's the first time I've ever seen him do some kind of acting role, you know, outside of his kind of, you know, just his presentation yeah. skills. Um, he was in The Walking and... Dead, one of those games. Was he? I, th- I think so. Oh, maybe he's he's probably had a, a few acting, voice credits, yeah. I suppose. But yeah, not, yeah, yeah, in a few, in a few things. But acting. Yeah, yeah, and, and nothing I think that I can I pull him up in, but he's, like he's good some... in this. Last of Us live stuff. I don't know, but yeah. Greg Miller's good at what he does. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. Mm. Um, And it's presented very well. Yeah, style's great. The style is great. The colours... The more you play and the levels that you gain, you can change colours. So you can switch the the deck around. And it's quite funny to see... um, Oh, I've unlocked... Mm, what's one of the word? What's one of the random names they give to a color? I don't know, but I've unlocked this, and it is slightly more greens, and mm-hmm. so all of the text and the background. And then Greg Miller is slightly more green, um, and <laughs> you go to the next one, and it'll be slightly more reds. And they, you know, they change it up a little bit. So you've got a little bit of like not customization to it, but you can play around a little bit with how you would like this to be sort of presented to you. And it's very much kind of. Um, uh, trying to present it in a way where you're kind of having this very computery overlay over everything. So you know, Greg Miller's faded out, kind of from his his midriff up, um, and then it's like his head, and it's a little bit sort of pixelated and, and that sort of thing. I think it's presented very well, uh, and the music works really well. And I don't know whether it is um, like dynamic. Uh, dynamic because I've I, I've come to a few points where the f- the the more I have stacked and the closer I get to completing, it seems to get a little bit more um, anthemic, a little bit more kind of um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of lifts and the tempo picks like up swelling? a little bit. Um, swelling, yes, absolutely. And it would be interesting to see in one of the other game modes, because there's, there's a timed mode, I think, as one of the other ones, whether that plays a part of it I mean, as well. That, It'd be really good if that does do the, that. That's the bit of the trailer that got me, like, tense, was how well the trailer mm. scoring was done with the timed mode. Because I was like, ah, I don't even know what's going on, but I feel it. Um, yeah. So I hope I hope the music is that, that impactful in, in the various modes, um, because it's one of the reasons I got excited about it. Yeah, also, it's absolutely. a Bethel game, and I'm pretty big fan of what to do. <laughs> yeah. It's a very good team. Um, I, one of the points, and I, I, I picked this up through a couple of tweets, was, uh, what's the guy's name? Alexandra Swolinski, who I think is like the business manager mm. at Bithel Games. So he um, he and Mike Bithel did the Bithel Games podcast when that was running. Um, and he kind of, I think, oversees you know the teams and production and that sort of stuff. But he has writing credits on this game as well. Uh, I don't know what element that is, uh, but so far so good. Really, yeah. like everything I've I've kind of experienced has been engaging. I haven't skipped any cutscenes or anything like that. Uh, I want to know what is kind of happening. Uh, what this story is, these different things uh, kind of going on within this very, very small contained story that's happening. You know, you're presented so far with one character, which is which is Greg Miller's character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
who has a ridiculous name. I can't remember what it is, but it is, you know, Greg it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, overall, really good package. Um, yeah. Presents Solitaire in a different way and a very accessible kind of way as well. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you could just go in. And as you were asking with Crusader Kings, Lucy, mm-hmm. this is definitely something you could go, I'm just going to go and have a couple of games and then I'm going to, you know, walk away. Or I'll go and experience one of the game modes Yep. which might take a little bit more time if I know I've got some more time on my hands and then kind of come away from it. Um, I can't remember how long ago it was. It was probably a long time ago. I think we had a conversation around the idea that I enjoyed having like a main game and then a like a companion game, something smaller to play uh, in short bursts. Like this, and this would be perfect for that. You know, If I had some kind of big epic like Crusader Kings 3 or I was still in the middle of playing Ghost of Tsushima, uh, you know, right. something like that this is lovely as say like a palate cleanser something to just take you out of that other experience completely have a little bit of time with it and then be able to go back mm-hmm. you know not necessarily refreshed but go back anew and kind of see well actually I kind of didn't look at that in the previous game I'm, I'm in that mode of strategy and kind of puzzle solving that now helps me with how I'm going to move forward with this set of especially in something like Crusader Kings 3. Um, so uh, hopefully I'll have a kind of a, a bit of a fuller review maybe yeah. written um, next week, perhaps, um, when I've finished the campaign and I've had time with the other, kind of the other two modes mm-hmm. as well. Did the, do you um, know how you say, long the campaign is supposed to last-ish? Mm, I don't. I don't know how long I've played it. I could probably find out. Uh, but I'm. I think they said at level fifteen, you um, you basically. I, I guess the end is level fifteen. Okay. Uh, they've said that you um, you gain access to the things that you need to at level fifteen. Um, I'm level eight currently, but obviously each level is taking me a little bit longer to progress through. So mm-hmm. um, to get from level one to level two, I only had to play one game. Right. To get from level seven to level eight, I think I had to play three. And um, that was very much based on each mission. So three were presented to me. Each mission um, had a different amount of experience that I could gain from it. And there was bonus experience as well from doing it in, I, I, I assume, a smaller amount of, you know, a low amount of moves. Um uh, Steam says I've played 84 minutes. Hmm. Okay. So let's say an hour and a half, roughly. I'm perhaps maybe a little bit less than halfway. Depends on how the experience stacks kind of in later levels and stuff. You know, yeah. maybe level 14 to 15 is like six games that I got to play or something like that. So I mean, it's maybe a solid, let's say, four hours at this point. As yeah, a so very loose guess, um, but that's just for the supplementary. Uh, it's like it's a card mm. game; it's meant to be played over and over again. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely, exactly, cool. exactly. Yeah, you've, you've um, sold uh, me more on it. Um, I'd probably have to actually get in there to understand the mechanics more. But um, mm. yeah, it, yeah, I'm I'm super curious. And Ben graciously gave me a copy as an early birthday present nice. earlier today. Happy birthday! Yeah. When is your birthday? Uh, Sunday. So I don't forget. Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. Okay. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. 
Happy birthday well, between now and yeah. actual um, birthday and every day after. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you happy birthday every day, I won't forget. That's fair. That is very fair and, and very kind of you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I know I know someone who her birthday is in November, and so she insists on celebrating her birth month. And her partner graciously oh. gives her many small gifts. And I was like, wow, that's... That's a thing that That's people nice. could do. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it works yeah. for you. Also, it means. I, I yeah. have a second birthday like the Queen. So, mm. yeah. I, uh, I find the birthday <laughs> thing. On. Want a present. I don't care about presents. <laughs> I, I usually use it as an excuse to get disparate friends together. Like, mm -hmm. when you say, oh, I'm doing a birthday thing, mm -hmm. people are like, ah, I've got to make sure I do this versus let's all hang out on Tuesday. Um, yeah, uh, and because of that, uh, friends, it's also like when I go back, when I was going, like, cause I live abroad, uh, when I go back home, it's like, Hey, I'll, I used to do, do this like communal, I'm going to be at this pub for four to six hours. Come by to the point where I did like when I moved away, uh, like, especially the first, by the time my PhD came around, it was like, I had friends who were like, Hey, how's it going? I haven't seen you since last time Adil was around. And like, they were like sort of single-serving type friends in the sense that, like, they didn't go out of their way, but they got along. Um, but they, And it was just like, can't wait to see you next time when it deals home. Um, anyway, that doesn't exist anymore because home is a myth that I'll never revisit. Cause, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's it's kind of odd because it's like, uh, it's my birthday. I guess I'll pick five people to hang out with. Mm. In your immediate vicinity yeah. as well, or hang yeah. out with multiple sets of five people over the week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe I'll just play solitaire alone. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like the best yeah. option. Um, it, it, it's one of those where um, you know I could have gifted you any game. I suppose, but we talked about it a little bit. Yeah, no, you and knew I was talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And having uh, been very kindly given a, a review copy uh, by Bithel Games, um, you know, they're a, they're a studio that I want to support as well. So I can't buy myself another copy through Steam, at least. I suppose I could do if it was on another platform. I think it's on Epic. Uh, but why do that when I can just gift it to someone? As it's a birthday. That works wonder. for me. Not that I wouldn't just gift people things randomly. I don't do yeah. that. <laughs> Can I I'm test? not that generous. I'm still waiting on my uh, <laughs> on my Ferrari. Hey, you have, I, I tell you what, I, I'll get you a copy of Crusader Kings 3 <laughs> since I'm enjoying it so much. Hmm. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, that's uh, the Solitaire Conspiracy. Uh, as I say, look out on outoflives.net. I will um, put something together. Uh, it might be a, a further discussion if Adel's got time mm. and has and has had a chance to play it. It might be a written view. Who knows what that's going to be, but something else next week uh, around the game. Nice. Once I've had a little bit of time to explore those other uh, modes. Um, and that's that's it this week for me. That's the kind of the, the, the couple of games that I've... Um, managed to get a little bit of time on work's been just off the chain uh and ridiculous i keep telling so you don't work I, on a my, chain my... it solves a lot of problems yeah exactly that's the problem <laughs> i keep constantly if, if no chain is involved then you're not most surprised of my... when it's off of said chain exactly yeah. most of my time is just getting back on the chain yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that's it from me this week. Uh, we'll move on, Lucy. Yeah. I know you'd mentioned that you also have been working a lot this week and haven't had a huge <laughs> amount of time. You've got to have played something, right? Um. You've always played something. Or, if you haven't played anything, is there anything in the news or gaming world that you oh, want to talk about? I week? never want to talk about anything in the news anymore. <laughs> Oh, gaming news is the most toxic bad. bullshit. Whoa. Even Magic the Gathering fucking died this week. Let's talk oh, about really? that instead. Let's talk about <laughs> oh, okay. Magic the Gathering dying. Let's fill oh, this that lead, that's going to lead us on to toxic I know, and by dying I just it? mean the discourse got real bad because they released a very um, money-grubbing thing. And oh, people got no. angry, but then also like attacked content creators for not denouncing the thing oh fast God. enough. Oh. What? It's a Why? tie-in with The Walking Dead. Oh. Alright. So, okay. ma- <laughs> Magic the Gathering and The Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah, which the is TV like, God, the there's so many book. things. Yeah, I'll, I'll tweet out on the Out of Lives of the Tank Dep like a good, quick 10-minute synopsis of the, all the problems that uh, Loading Ready Run did. Hmm. But, um, okay. but basically... Uh, they have this series of things they've started doing the past like couple years, which is the secret layer, which is like uh, artists really cool cosmetic versions of things costing a lot of money, like like five cards for like forty bucks, and they're not available in all the all places. And then this uh, the next secret layer has been The Walking Dead, and instead of being reprints like all their tie-ins, like earlier this year was a Godzilla thing. And all the like Godzilla mm-hmm. monsters, like King Kong, etc., had were like aesthetic skins of functional cards that were, you could get mm-hmm. in booster packs. These ones, these Walking Dead characters, are first of all they're ugly, photorealistic versions of the AMC people. It just doesn't fit. Oh. Um, but also, they are not functional reprints. They're unique cards that are legal in all formats, and they're only available by wow. spending a hundred bucks. If you happen to live in a country that they ship to, but also even in Canada, it's prohibitively expensive to ship because of duty. So really, it's Mm. just going to be horribly expensive. And a couple of them are good enough to be potential in some competitive play. Uh, And also uh, a month and a half ago, because they have these things called buy box promos, which are like if you buy a box of boosters, you get a special card and last year there was one which um gave you the ability of spending a lot of mana to take an extra turn and that's very powerful and the only way to get it was to get a buy a box so the only way to get four of in order to be a competitive deck that played blue was to buy four booster boxes and they got a big backlash and the response was we will never do that again and then there was some grumblings and they're like don't worry we won't do that and then two weeks later this fucking thing comes out so it's like a lot of bad faith, etc. But then, of course, instead of it being Hasbro and Wizard of the Co- who owns Wizards of the Coast being money-grubbing bad capitalists, um, mm. it's, oh no, uh, all the fans are being really mean to everyone, including the Voluntary Commander Rules Council, which is like the most popular format that like the ban list, etc. is run by just people who are really into the game and volunteer their mm-hmm. time. And they got a bunch of vitriol for not ban- pre-banning these cards. And their release was, the ban list is for things that are broken and ruin competitive play, etc. 
these haven't these are just standard yeah. legal cards that like have suck and we've contacted wizards and said they've sucked for these reasons but we're not going to ban a card that doesn't deserve yeah. a ban we're not going to misuse this other thing why, why and then people... they're apparently sellouts and cowards etc and it just the whole why thing was terrible anyway I didn't mean like, to go on the rant I was trying to avoid it but no, it, it but just I, is I don't, I don't get why people think yeah, oh. don't attack L anyone Lucy but... your, your, your connection is dying so you're coming through as a blub like a robot yeah well, and today it's doing that thing again it's, doing, it's, about, it's around that time isn't it <laughs> I should just hang up I'm shaking my head. You're you're a robot. I thought hopefully while I was rambling. To be honest, one of the reasons I was rambling was I thought your connection might fix itself by the time I stopped, <laughs> and it hasn't. Because uh, you seemed to have a thing to say, and I kind of kept talking because I it just wasn't letting you connect. Um, Am I here now? Oh, I can hear you. I can't. Like, you're frozen, but oh, hey, wave. No, like do the wave. Hey. Uh, now ban. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you guys are in line, so you could do like a mini wave. Anyway, yes, you're back now. Who's going first? Uh, time Am stamp. I? Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to worry about that. We'd be fucking par for the course. No, no just what I was going to say doesn't matter. Just like, stop being mean to people. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? <laughs> I want to. I want to like clip that out. The like Lucy just like <laughs> rubbing her face, being like, God, just <sighs> stop being mean to people. Because I think that that is that is everything. It's yes. at the moment it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just dumb and it's stupid because like you have it. To be honest, like you have a new opportunity to be on your high horse where like there's like a whole bunch of things. Like also, there's Megan, 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 Negan, Negan. Negan's a really violent character. Negan. Negan, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and he apparently like is real violent and like viscerally so. And this is a this is cards for ostensibly a thirteen plus game, and he's like an eighteen plus violent character who's now right. in the lore because he's just a standard legal thing. Like there's like there's layers to why this is a bad move. <laughs> and there's also like very simple ways like i said like the godzilla cards were like aesthetic reprints so mm. there's king kong and there's kolga and you could open either but like kolga's the card and they just like put godzilla king of the monsters or king kong and then underneath it's like this is the real name like no we won't do yeah. that for some reason mm -hmm. or there's like they made transformers and my little pony cards that had Ooh. um rules text that were all didn't make sense like they were silver bordered which means they don't really they're not legal uh and also because they're silver bordered you can have things that don't adhere to the root rules but for whatever reason hasbro and wizard of the coast were like these need to be competitive presumably to sell them right like these need to be real functional cards but like that's ultimately that's the big problem is i think a lot of people are like thrown off by oh it's, it's a weird tie-in and it ruins lore etc yeah but it's be between like magic fans and that amc show oh the best part is it's it's not a lot i can uh, understand the comic but like so they did a q a to try and like let that like get rid of some of this and the the guy one of the the wizard of course guy was like well they're like they're like 
adjacent properties. And what I mean by that is you wouldn't be surprised to see both of them at a Comic Con. I'm like, if that's your bar. Mmm, <laughs> oh yeah, it's that bad. Mmm. Yep. That's the most gentle thing. I mean, are you, what are we gonna are we gonna get like superheroes of yesteryear? Oh, I mean, so the thing is, sets like you know, like Adam Adam West, but not even Adam West as Batman, just Adam. Oh, West. you're gonna have to pay for like a, a, a comic printed con. version of Adam West's signature on a Batman sixty nine movie or whatever. That's uh, like saying, oh, we're gonna have like I don't know um, this Batman's of the past. <laughs> This popular, um, I mean, bathtub because it was in the uh, showroom at the you know, ba- <laughs> in the NEC at the same time. Oh, yeah, it's Comic Con. I mean, the real <laughs> reason is that the- <laughs> Hasbro owns the AMC Walking Dead, um, licensing rights. rights. Mm. So, I think oh, one of the reasons yeah. why they did the thing with Godzilla was because they made a they had a deal with Godzilla merchandising. But it just sucks that they didn't just continue that model, which no one complained about. They tried to push it more. <laughs> Magic the Gathering is just going to be like Smash Bros. I mean, the, the, I mean that's sort of why a lot of people are angry, right? It's because like they, in that Q&A, they hinted that this isn't the last time that's going to happen. And people are like, so, so it turns out people like this because it's a fantasy lore thing. And... Yes, there's planes walking in that there's different planes where plot takes place and like really powerful cards are about the characters who can move between those. But Atlanta is now a plane? I thought thought you were talking about Transformers when you said planes walking. Oh, yeah, no. But anyway, so 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 that's that that's that thing that I wasn't going to talk about that instead of whatever Lucy was going to talk about. You you did play you said you hadn't played much. No, I, I haven't really played anything. I played a few demos today. Um, mm. Just because I was getting press releases about, oh, we're going to have the Steam Autumn Festival. Or Already? Festival, Jesus. I guess it's called. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, oh, that's going to be a lot of demos. Maybe I should play the ones that I've had downloaded. Um, Winter sale soon. God, yeah. Um, <laughs> I played a game that's already out and it's called don't know how to pronounce it hader h-a-d-r um and it's it's very much like a physics simulation thing but they turned it into a game it's basically you're just moving around play the demo with um i think it might only be if a gamepad it works with Mm. you're moving like these pieces of cloth around and it's got this very you know like kind of you know, what you'd see in, like, a tech demo, this kind of physics, you know, very good physics um, uh, move to, the, like, these pieces of cloth. And you have to put these pieces of cloth over, like, these objects to make them disappear, sort of like a magician's trick. It's like, oh, the cloth goes over this, it's it's disappeared. Um, so it's sort of like Donut County, but with pieces of cloth. Mm. And it's got this really nice... Um, physics tech demo engine look to it um so that was interesting uh it was a bit moving the pieces of cloth was a bit cumbersome so i don't know i mean probably to lengthen out the game it's not it isn't that hard like you have these different size um pieces of cloth so it's like oh i have to 
make this item dis disappear, which is on top of this piece of cloth, so I can get that bigger piece of cloth and then make it, you know, put over this basket, which is too too big to for the smaller piece of cloth to make it disappear and stuff like that. Yada yada yada. Um, that was interesting. Definitely more tech demo-y than game. Mm. Um, other demo I played was for uh, what's it called? It Bond Bonfire Peaks, which the guy who made a Monsters ex Expedition was tweeting about. Um, Monsters Expedition, by the way, go play that. Very good puzzle game. Really. Yeah, yeah, it's like one of my favourite games this year. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's just gonna open a really new tab good. so I don't forget. You alluded, was it last week or the week before you had played it and you mentioned it, but we didn't go into detail. Three weeks ago, yeah. Um, mm. Played it on Apple Arcade. It's, it's very oh, much um, a yeah, like a, a soccer bond puzzle where you're pushing set of boxes, you're pushing these logs on these um, miniature islands, and you're all these islands are interconnected in this it's like a massive archipelago where it's like hundreds of islands and um, they're each connected and to cross over to the next island you have to push these logs in correct um, correct direction correct uh, um, order to make sure that yes you can pass between these two islands and th there are like tons of secrets by doing you know solving these puzzles in different ways there's um tons of like under you know hard to discover islands amongst this it's huge it's huge like this this quote-unquote not open world it's kind of open but um because you can literally go anyway it's like okay i'm on this one island but there's one to the left one to the right i can choose either as mm. long as you've got that knowledge um and then yeah, it's it's just one of the, I I likened it to like the witness because it's one of those yes. games where it's just like you learn the mechanics and then you stumble on these these new ways of using these simple mechanics, um, and it's just so genius how you stumble on it like by accident, but then it opens up a whole new realm of possibility for you. It's like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Let me go back to that island and try this and, and try that. Mm. And yeah, it just keeps expanding. And I think I put like 24 hours into it. Um, and yeah, wow. some of those puzzles are tricky. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of them are like, it, it, it does have that really good sense of openness where it's like, oh, if you're stuck on one puzzle, you can go to another. But um, yeah, there's some points so I was just like, oh my God, I. I cannot see the solution to these puzzles and um yeah there's still puzzles that i haven't uncovered that there, there's hundreds mm. um i think i finished on about four four fifty puzzles done and there's still more wow. to discover but yeah it, it's, it's a fantastic little game uh definitely Excellent. recommend that it's got this nice british humor to it because you're you're this monster um going around these museum exhibits uh of this bygone human world and they've got these funny little uh, descriptions on the plaque it's like don't really know what this is but we think humans use it in this sense right yeah yeah so it's got a really nice touch to it and it's uh, art style's great um, animations are great fantastic little game um, right but yeah the guy who made that game <laughs> he tweeted out a 
demo for Bonfire Peaks, which is um, next game under I think like his publishing label called Drakneck. Um, this is is kind of similar in the fact that it is one of those uh, push not push boxes. You're actually picking them up in this case, right? Not um, like box moving. Uh, yeah, box moving puzzle game. Yeah, um, this is seen from like a isometric. Vo- uh, view with this like voxely art style, um, very Minecrafty looking. It's very nice looking. Uh, and yeah, you're you're climbing up this mountain, and you're and you've got these these boxes that you need to put into a bonfire. Mm. I think there's probably going to be a story about you know saying goodbye to the old you, burning your things, and stuff like that. But uh, it didn't exactly come across in in the short demo that I played, but. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's one of those like like um, a monster's expedition, Stephen's sausage roll, all of those that it's like this is gonna get real tough at some point. But um, yeah, it seems interesting. I, I after playing a monster's expedition, this is very much up my up, up my alley. So because hmm. a good thing about those games is nice. that th- they're approachable. It's like. The thing, the thing with like Steven Sausage Roll is like this is just hard right off the bat. Mm. You know, I, I, it, it's too difficult. Whereas um, certainly the Dracnet games, like uh, a, a good snowman's hard to build, and yeah. Cosmic Express, they, they 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 build that difficulty rather than drop you right in. But um, hmm. yeah, that was the other demo I played. I can't remember what the other one. Disc room. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm excited about disc room. Oh, I tried to get into another demo, but that's been wiped off Steam, so I won't even mention that. Oh. Um, yeah, disc room. I've played. That game so good. It's out soon. <laughs> I just want to play it. Like, it's out on Switch and PC on the 22nd of October. I think I'll probably play it on PC. Because I do not want to be dealing with Joy-Con drift with that game um, <laughs> at all. It looks um, it looks brutal. It just looks really hard from what I've seen. It's it's one of those. It's just a good arcade game. I've played it for like an hour and just, that's just a demo. I'm trying not to play it because I don't want to get burned out on it. Because I would just play it all day. Mm. Um, it, it, it's for anyone who doesn't know. It's your. It's basically this top-down arena room kind of arcade game where it's like a shmup but um, everything that you're dodging is uh, big 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 saws little saws just saws going all over the place in these um, little little rooms Um, and yeah it's just it just feels so good I mean I don't know how you'd make a game like this feel bad because you're just running around but feels good and you can like even in the demo that you can unlock two um different abilities one that slows down time one that makes you have like a invincibility dash um oh nice but what i didn't expect because I, I thought it was just yeah yeah you're going through level by level in this very arcadey like thing but there is like this these puzzle elements to it because to to unlock certain rooms in this like kind of room by room Zelda dungeon um, you have to complete certain objectives like each room has a main objective um, and, a, and and like a sub objective um, 
So yeah, surviving for as long as you can is uh, the main objective of most of the rooms, but then there's like, oh, in order to get to this room over here, I have to um, get killed by this sort of, by, by one of these jigsaws in less than one second or less than zero seconds or something. And you're like, how the hell do I do that? That's impossible because by the time the the saws spin up, they sort of you sort of have this invincibility against them for a while before they completely spin up. How am I meant to solve this under you know, in zero seconds? Mm. And then you go to like these other dungeons and it's like Oh, I finished this room and I've unlocked something that can slow down time. With that slow down time ability, I can go back to that room, pause time as soon as the level starts, and then get hit by that jigsaw as soon as it comes round, and that invisibility like time has already depleted because I've stopped time for me, but nothing else. And and then you beat that room, so it's like if if the game continues like that, as I say, I've only played the demo. Um, it, yeah, it's going to have those puzzle elements of like figuring out. Okay, I need this ability to go back to that room, and then that will enable to lock this secret room and stuff like that. So that seems really interesting. Not a slant that I actually um, expected from the game. So it's made by the people who did minutes, so it's to be expected. Mm. But uh, yeah, just yeah. just having a look at that, like um, a couple of uh, like JW and Kitty. Um, mm-hmm names that I kind of uh, recognize. I love how with these smaller experiences, especially on Steam, the developer is just a cu- a few names. Yeah. And it's not even it's not even like their full names, is it? It's mm. just sort of a few of them. Um and you can never find, you know, you go onto Steam and you can click publisher Devolver Digital and it show you all the games that Devolver Digital have made. Mm-hmm. You can't click on them because it's just a few little <laughs> yeah. names, and yeah. they've made they've made lots of games, and mm. some games together, and some games not together. Mm. Um, but yeah, it does look really, it does look really good. And I, I I like how there's this idea that there's these puzzle elements to them. It's not just the idea that you're having to um, get through this like death trap, and that's it. Yeah. It's just like avoid everything, move into the next space. Mm. There's other stuff going on with it. Yeah, and even if it was just that uh, very arcadey um, mm. kind of thing to it, I don't know. It just feels good. And I don't know why that's up my. I like shmups, but they don't. You know, this is not exactly a shmup. This is more of a mm. avoid em up. Um, it's kind of. It's not quite bullet hell, but it's yeah, just... yeah. It's bullet hell. Yeah. Yeah. With sores, yeah. sore hell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it it just feels like. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. And you know, it's going to be like decently priced, like probably too yeah. cheap, um, like under eight pounds or something like that. Because oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it will, it will probably be like eight. It probably be seven ninety nine, and it will come with a ten percent discount on the yeah. first week yeah. of release or something like that. And I'll be there, even if it is just to play through a few more levels. Just, just give mm-hmm. it. It's just like it's like. Well, crack. I have. I've, I have downloaded the disc room demo. Play it. So Play I, shall, it I shall give it a go. It does say planned release. Was it twenty second of October? Is the planned mm-hmm. release? Yeah. So yep. still a couple of weeks away. Still, still long enough to get in some time on the demo. And uh, 
I, I want to know what this last room is. I don't do. know how to solve it. I, I think it's a puzzle. It's like these got these runes on the floor, and it's like, what are you trying to tell me? Ooh, <laughs> I want this game. Good. good. We got a little, not only only a little weight for it, not mm, much. Yeah. Um, should yeah, we finish there this yeah, week? Yeah, because I didn't play anything else. <laughs> 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 Unless you want to know my my journey playing Endless Legend. Dungeon of the Endless. What is Ooh, it called? Lucy. Endless Legend. Is that what it's called? Not Dungeon Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of That's why I saw you playing. Endless. Endless. Endless Legend, yeah, yeah. Is that the name? Yeah. Oh. Okay. The, 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 I, I 100%ed um... it, mate. Like... <laughs> <laughs> the strategy game. Yeah. I enjoyed my strategy game. It. It's mm. great. Endless cool. Legend was fantastic. Yeah. Beautiful art. Wouldn't know. I paused and went to the debug uh, menu <laughs> straight away. <laughs> oh, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Great game. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad Amplitude are getting a little bit of love from someone who doesn't like strategy games. Um... Yes, let's finish there this week. Uh, Adol, we'll come to you first. Let us know. Because uh, you had a few more thoughts on uh, on the last beer, which didn't quite come across in the first few sips. Oh, you're quiet. You've muted yourself. Fuck, I have, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I had a cough, muted myself, and then realized five minutes later I hadn't unmuted myself, which means you, you missed some hilarious... Well, no, actually, you missed me laughing along with your jokes. <laughs> Just odd silence from my end. Huh. It feels like going, but not laughing. Uh, the the Spree Coast IPA, um, yeah, it definitely does not have any roasted anything. <laughs> yeah. So my prediction was correct. Uh, with that gone, it just allowed the, the sort of sweet tangerine-y citrusiness and the uh, bitter grapefruit citrusiness, citrusiness to meld a little better. Like it, it is much more uh, uh, um, well woven, for lack of a better term. Mm. Um, so yeah, so so the, the the beer is much more melded than sort of it's this and this. It's sort of like these things sort of go together and they flow really well together. Um, one thing I did notice, and I think it's just a factor of just one of those things where there's enough strong taste that the lighter one goes away is that slight floralness that was on the nose and I think maybe in the description I can't remember but there was a, like a floralness on the initial taste and the initial nose and by the end it, it was just sort of like literally decimated by the strength of the other things um, Yeah. so that's a little disappointing just because like it's clearly there and it was enjoyable but it just doesn't last because it's sort of drummed out but that's one of the things that happens with beers. Um, yeah, so uh, I think the yeah, it's a really good West Coast IPA. And also, I think it's been a while since I've had a German West Coast IPA. Like, like a we are doing not just an IPA, mm. but we are, like, imitating, like, or we're doing the thing that the New World is doing. Um, and it, it's yeah. quite good. Um, and uh, I think they some of... They just to make good beers. <laughs> yeah, I was like, but the thing is, like, that nuance that I wanted to like, or I did want to loop around to see, is there. Like the mm -hmm. fact that 
it starts slightly sweet tangerine citrus and then ends quite bitter grapefruit citrus but the tangerine sort of sort of is there and reasserts itself as the finish comes in because the main taste has sort of faded away is just like yeah that's a thing that takes good craftsmanship and like i'm not surprised that um lemke has figured that out like it's a it seems it seems very german to be like well we don't want to lose this if that makes sense and so like mm. the taste sits there still um it's a very good beer uh i guess i should also say which one i like <laughs> i like them both yeah. for very different reasons um cheat, cheat. and hilariously cheat. now that i think about it the theme is uh cross-continental intercontinental uh, attempts because this is a mm. american british brown ale and a german west coast ipa and i say i think this not that i hadn't planned this all along <laughs> um i think i actually might give it to the brown ale i really like this um spree coast ipa it's really refreshing and it does like some interesting taste things uh but it's kind of doing west coast like it's 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 a really good sort of citrusy west coast ipa and the newberg um brown ale is really tasty it's a brown ale but it's I like it because it's wrong, I guess. Like, it doesn't do British brown ale in the way I'm used to, but it it, it mm -hmm. makes a brown ale do the things that I really like about, um, like, porters and stouts. Like, much more like the malt-leaning, roasted malt-leaning especially. Um, also, it's a 4.5% um, beer, and it, does, it did those roasted malt and coffee and toffee notes better than the four or five percent stouts and porters i've been having over the past couple of months that i've been sort of like ah, it's just not quite like i like this but the notes are not quite there it's been a common refrain for me and this brown ale is like hey i'm not a stout or a porter but that thing that you wanted at a low abv beer here it's possible it's, it's fine um and that's really interesting to me and so part of it is like my general narrative of low alcohol um sort of tasting notes on roasted malts and coffee and some toffee has been challenging and this just sort of did it casually you know under the umbrella of something that i'm not don't think it should um but yeah it, it's just a really tasty beer and actually if you want like a low abv sort of more sessionable um porter coffee porter or coffee-ish porter this new york brown ale is probably what you want nice fair yeah yeah labels are on the labels right yeah <laughs> um for me this week i'm gonna give it some good chemistry Shocking everyone, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, the equilibrium is not a brewery I've had a huge amount of, but they are a brewery who are very well regarded, thought yeah. of, um, very well regarded. Absolutely. Uh, there was just that taste in this, which uh, kind of just put me off it. Uh, I mean, mm, I, I enjoyed yeah. it, but that that little say, Lucy, you've gone again. You, you, I, I can hear you kind of chiming in but only just I'll just um, sit you'll here come like back. this 
<laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it, so it was Dreamwave Inception, eight percent double IPA, and it, it just just that that little taste just put me off. I don't know what it was, but it was there. It was constant as well. So both beers, oddly, um, further through the beer, presented a little bit more of a stone fruit profile. So um, the um, the pure optimism, which started off very sort of orangey, lemony, very citrusy, had this kind of maybe apricot stone fruit flavor kind of creep into it on the back half. And the the Inception as well has got this very light sort of stone fruit as well in there. Again, on the back half, I think maybe kind of all of those dominating flavors have subsided a little bit and allowed a few more uh, flavors just to kind of creep in a little bit. But the Dreamwave Inception just had that that flavor which didn't gel with me at all, which went against kind of everything it was doing. Whereas the Pure Optimism, and this isn't, I'm not picking the Pure Optimism because the Equilibrium had this issue. Like the Pure Optimism is well made. It hits you with flavor straight away and then takes things away to give you a very nice... Uh, um, not a flow to the beer, but presents itself uh, and presents those flavors to you kind of as you drink it. And it's really, really easy. It doesn't feel like a session IPA, mm. but it is very easy drinking. Uh, light nose, but a big flavor and a nice pithy bitterness on the end of it as well. So um, I think uh, this is Pure Optimism is a new beer from Good Chemistry. Um, and I think they've released a few of their kind of existing lines as well in this first batch of cans that they've uh, brewed and put out at the brewery. But as a session IPA, this is something that I would go, well, you know, talking about adult uh, a few weeks ago, the idea of kind of going to the park or picking some beers up just to take to a, a friend's house and stuff. And at 440 mil, I think at like, I don't know what it was, like three pound something... Uh, 350, 360, something like that. Uh, it'd be very easy to just grab a, a, a few of these mm -hmm. and that will be you for an evening, mm. especially if you're going out somewhere, going to hang out with friends uh, in a park or even, you know, in a garden or something like that. A um, little bit light now for perhaps the winter months, but just just sometimes you want that for a little bit of a, a, an afternoon session or something. Yeah. So yeah, this That's week it's Pure Optimism from Good Chemistry yeah. for me. That's what I was saying, nice. I want to see the can. Yeah. So that's can. it this can. week for us. Can. Lucy has can. frozen forever. <laughs> yep. She is at Juicy Lucy 9. She may still be able to hear us. Okay. She may be saying things, but we don't know what they are. Look, the internet's a complicated place. Uh, I, I say that because for whatever reason, my like my usually like fucking stone solid con connection just killed itself earlier. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I'm at the Omniarch, the T H E O M N I A R C H, or on Twitch, it's T H E underscore Omniarch. Though I haven't, well, there it goes, Lucy. Um, though I haven't streamed much on that outside of my productivity streams, which is basically making a co-working cafe environment on the weekdays, uh, which has really helped me and a couple of friends and randoms. Um, but yeah, I think I might continue. If I do more random streams, they'll probably be here uh, on uh, Out of Lives Network. 
yeah, uh, rather than putting gaming on the other one as well. But who knows? Hi, uh, Lucy. We'd yeah. already kind of signed you off, but I do you want to tell people? Not- I, I said you're Juicy Lucy Nine, but where are you? In what places are you active at the moment? Nowhere. I stay off the internet. Um, <laughs> but Juicy Lucy Nine, if you really want to get in touch, um, I was just chanting "can, can, can" because I wanted to see the can. The 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 which can. The, the good chemistry can. It, its colours just calm me. Mm. It's very nice. It, it is remind, very calming. It, I like I like those, these pastel those two, mm, colours. Those two colours remind me of something. It takes me back to my youth. Mm-hmm. It remind. Me. <laughs> I don't know what it is though, because my memory is not there. that good. Yeah. For so, you through the rest of the. It's probably yeah. like a level in Spyro or something at the. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> probably um, yeah, Juicy Loose 9. Um, when my internet's not just randomly yeah. uh, disconnected. You used it all up today with work. I, um, that's what it is. Oh, I'm going to have to yeah. cut, cut, cut my hours, mate. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I am at Nova underscore 47 almost everywhere. Uh, go to my net. I put up a couple of um, posts in the last couple of weeks. One on PlayStation, one on... Um, the PlayStation, the original console, and also one on um, Game Pass for PC. So go to outoflives.net to read those. If you so wish, you can also chat at me at Nova Scott Poison, as I've said on Twitter and a few other places. If you want to talk about those things, you can get all of us at Tanked Up Cast on Twitter, on Instagram. We might start posting pictures again of beers. Who knows? Who knows who has time these days to do anything? Uh, even remotely related to anything apart from especially just work, sleep, mm. make food. Yeah, especially when social media is still kind of a garbage fire. It's very easy to be like, how about not that thing? Absolutely. Yeah. Instead yep. of doom scrolling all day, which I learned mm. is a thing, um, I'm cool like the kids. <laughs> I learned what doom scrolling is doom scrolling through Twitter. So, mm. Mm. It's very easy to do. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was like something someone just coming out of a term in like a doom ward or something like that but that's where my mind went mm. and it's a good point to say before we finish take a break from social media if you need to yeah that's always fine yeah you don't have to be on it 24-7 yeah. you don't have to game 24-7 you don't have to consume 24-7 have a break when you need it yep delete it off the, everything the dumpster fire will continue burning without you <laughs> I mean yeah it, it will still be there it's you like can that, ignore um, it for a little bit of time. It's like that place in Turkmenistan that, that just burns eternally where <laughs> they like dug up and it was like natural gas and they were like, oh, we'll just burn it off. It'll last a few days and it's lasted like... That big 30. hell pit. Yeah, yeah the hell pit, yeah. yeah. It's lasted like 41 years already. Um, that's Twitter. <laughs> um. <laughs> Good. What a lovely place to finish yeah. this week. Uh, for, for another week, we've been tanked up. Uh, goodbye. Bye. For, for on a lighter note, go to the Guardian and read the uh, article that says the old telly that brought down a Welsh village is broadband. <laughs> it's a very good story. Uh, that's amazing. Bye. I can't follow that up, so I'll just say, ciao.